Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. Today we have a special guest, one of our own seminarians from our diocese, Johander Sanchez. Johander, thanks for coming today. Oh, hello, Father Rico. Thank you so much for the invitation. Hello, everyone. What a blessing it is to be with someone who has said yes to God, like our Blessed Mother did. And so for our podcast listeners, Johander, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, your background, and and, uh, a little bit about how you came to know that God was calling you to be a priest. Let's get to know Johander a little bit. Yes. Uh, once again, thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure for me to share with you all my my experience, my vocation, my life. Uh, I am originally from Venezuela, uh, and I arrived in Canada five years and a half ago. Uh, I'm coming from from a religious, from a um, Christian family. My mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters. We are Christian. And uh, I grew I grew up in Venezuela, and I did many things in my country, uh, my studies and three university careers as well. And when I finished my first career, it was education. When I graduated from education, I found a job in a Catholic high school. In that place, I I felt the God's call in my life to the priesthood. So I remember, I remember that that moment in my life be- because I was so scared. Um, I worked with students, I worked with priests, and uh, and for me it was very good. And I was like falling in love with that experience. But something in me w- was like like scared because, you know what? Sometimes I was thinking, no, I'm not worthy. I am not the right person. And in my conversation with God, I I told him, you know what, God, thank you so much for this invitation, but mm -mm, I am not the right person. Sorry, but I am not. You know, again and again and again. And I continue like working as a, a high school teacher and God continued calling me to the priesthood. He knocked the door. I believe God is a gentleman because if you say no, he's not going to stop loving you. He's going to love you all the time, all the time. And uh, and he continued like knocking my door. But it was throughout my experience uh, in the education with my students that I confirmed that God was calling me to the priesthood. Wow, that. That idea of God as a gentleman, what a beautiful image for us to reflect upon that he, he waits. So so you heard that call from God as you transitioned as a high school teacher. What was the next step in your life? <laughs> yeah, it was so, so tough sometimes to, to understand. But but you know what? One of the, the things that, that confirmed my call to the priesthood was... My experience with the students, when when they had a lot of problems after the class, many of them all the time, always, uh, asked me to stay with them uh, after class. 
for example, say, oh, professor, can I stay with you after class? Or do you have five minutes? I need to talk to someone. And they start like telling me all the problems they had. And I start like uh, giving advices to them. And at some points I realized, oh my goodness, what I'm saying, that beautiful words. But I understood in that very moment, it wasn't me. It was God through me. So that means that we are instrument for God. We are instruments of God. So what about the next steps? So I I remember I took it easy this situation and said, okay, God, if you are calling me to the priesthood, please let me finish something first because I was studying journalism in my country. And when I realized that God was calling me to the priesthood, so I talked to him like, because God is my best friend, he's my good friend, and I talked to him and said, you know what, if you are calling me to the priesthood, please give me some time, I'm going to take it easy, uh, please let me finish what I'm doing now. At that time, I was finishing journalism in, in, my, in my country, Venezuela, and, uh, and, and I take time to do some retreats, also to, to talk to some priests in, in my diocese, because I wanted to, you know, to do a re research or <clears throat> I wanted to talk to someone with more experience to help me to to walk in this decision because it's a, it's a hard decision because you are going to transform your life. And you know what? God is patient because he allow me to finish my career of journalism uh, he allowed me to to go to different retreats as well and for me it was very 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 helpful to do all things but the most important thing also was um to come back to church uh, i'm saying this because um because of my work uh, because of my many activities sometimes uh, i didn't go to mass so you know what i'm so tired i don't want to go today or sometimes excuses excuses because when we talk about god sometimes we have a lot of excuses because if one friend invite us for supper or something we say yes 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 we have to go i'm going to but no and he said i come back to church so it's the first step that i did i promised myself first god first god and i i came back to church i attend mass um i received the sacraments i went to confession it, 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 it was so beautiful it was so beautiful to come back to church and that was like you know my first step to say yes to the lord but after that uh, i had to move uh to canada from my country venezuela and i started like from scratch in this country but i never forget the god's call in my life just i talked to him again and i asked him to help me in this and uh because uh, i had to learn the language english but and also i need to start again because probably uh many priests they know me in my country but not in canada mm -hmm. and that's why i took time to learn the english first and when i felt that i was ready to start again from scratch, I I approached to my vocation director and we start, you know, the conversation. And yeah, that was the first step that I that I took. So then how interesting it must have been for you to go from a country like Venezuela to Canada, as you said, learning the language, starting from scratch. You were really vulnerable with God and yet 
like Mary, you decided to say yes. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about the process of hearing God's call and transitioning into the seminary and really putting out into deep waters, as Jesus says in the scriptures, to answer his call. Could you talk to us a little bit about that part of your spiritual journey, Johander, and how you discerned God's call? Yes, of course. Uh, what of my spiritual journey uh, and how uh, how can, uh, I can describe the God's call in my life uh, for sure is the experiences through the people. You when you when you help others, when you serve others, you feel you feel the the God's call. For example, in in my case, uh, my 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 call was is to serve. I, I, I feel that desire. I'm thirsty to serve. I want to serve others, especially when I see homeless, when I see people, you know, getting drugs in the streets. When I see that kind of thing or people suffering, it's like I, I have that strong desire in my life to serve and say, okay, God, I want to serve. But in which way do you want me to go in, or do you want me to stay? Because you know, if you are teacher or you are a chef or you are engineer, you can serve in your place, in your places. But why priesthood? And that that is the point. All the time when I when I when I when I'm going to mass, that point of the of the Eucharist to receive the Eucharist, the body of Christ, and also to know what the priests do oh my goodness it's amazing because it's not only celebrating mass so she's the most important thing to share with brothers and sisters but you know a priest can be with you in the most difficult moments and and also in the most happiest moments in the life and i and i was like feeling i was like you know, feeling that, yes, yes, this is for me. I feel that God is calling me to the priesthood. And uh, sometimes I have no words to describe what I feel, but you realize when you feel happiness and peace. If you feel happiness and peace in your heart, thinking about the priesthood, thinking about serve others, uh, thinking about use your life as an instrument of God, when you realize that, you say, yes, this is the right path. Mm -hmm. This is the right way uh, way that God is calling me. Wow, you've really given us a great sense of finding true happiness and peace. And I know knowing you as well as I do, and perhaps some of our listeners know you too, Johander, can really speak to that peace that we feel in you saying yes to God's call. So, Johander, perhaps you can help us listeners come to understand what the seminary is and what seminary life is like for a seminarian studying for priesthood. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's good to to share this. Um, uh, you know what? When when I finished my process with my vocation director, with all the interviews with my bishop, so and they say yes, I say yes because uh, you know it's not not only you, also your vocation director and your bishop had to say yes as well. And uh, when everything was good, so. Uh, I remember, uh, okay, now it's time to move to the seminary. And, and I was so nervous, to be honest, because, you know, I was working and I was like, um, 
you, you know, like working and okay, I finished my work today. Uh, my friends invite me for uh, a supper or oh, you know what? Let's drink some some beers or something like that or let's go to the movies. And but now no, now my life changed. Now I have to go to the seminary. Okay, how is the seminary life? Okay, um, first of all, uh, every single morning we have to get together uh, in the chapel, in the main chapel, for morning prayer. All of us. One of us have to lead the morning prayer. After morning prayer, we have the Mass. After Mass, we have breakfast. And after breakfast, all of us, we have to go to classes. So remember, we are seminarian in different years. First year, second year of or third year of philosophy, fear, second, third, fourth, five year of theology. So all of us were in different years. So after breakfast, we have to go for classes. Sometimes you have like the morning like free after mass, and but you take advantage uh, to do your, your paperwork, your homework, or to do meetings or something like that. Um, in the noon, uh, we have lunch time. Uh, we get together, it's mandatory for all of us to be in breakfast, lunch, and supper. It's very important for us because it's the way how you to uh, share, uh, spend time with your, your with your brothers and also with the faculty as well. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of living in community is so important, isn't it? It is, it is. Okay, in the, in the afternoons, uh, s- sometimes we have uh, music practical. And, uh, and, and you know what, guys? I remember my first time in my music practicum. I talked to the musician after the meeting and said, oh, thank you so much for the invitation, but I don't sing. <laughs> and he laughed. <laughs> he said, you have to. It was his answer. You have to. And he laughed. And I said, for me, it was a nightmare because, oh, my <laughs> goodness. No, no, no. I don't sing. But no, the seminary helps you how to sing so it's unbelievable how the formation help you to grow in every single area in holiness in knowledge and in brotherhood in all areas the formation helps you so it, it is amazing and sometimes also we have to do field education uh, we we can go to parishes we can go to the schools we can go to the um, to the church chapels hospitals so uh, field education is very good as well more meetings and we finish the day with the evening prayer sometime mass depend on the day and we finish with supper after supper some guys has class classes uh, others not but most of us we take advantage to work in our computers to do our our homework so and also after that is uh, you have to do your night prayer but this is individual you can do it in your room you can do it in the in the small chapel as well or if you want to go out and walk around the seminary around the city you can do it as well so the seminary life is a busy life but it's amazing it's so beautiful life Seems that there's a difference between university life or studying a, a master's degree in a regular secular university as opposed to the seminary when you talk about, you know, structured prayer life and living in community and how they really focus on the human element as well as the spiritual and pastoral elements. 
uh, which I think is so interesting. I also love that you've talked about you know field education. I remember when I was in the seminary, and I had the great privilege of being in a prison and visiting people there, and how prison ministry became such a big part of my priesthood. So I know field ministry is something that is so vital. Maybe you can talk about one of your experiences in field ministry with us, Johander. Oh yes. Uh, so far, uh, I'm, I'm doing now my second year of theology. This is my third year of formation, halfway. Uh, I am now in halfway of my formation. But so far, um, I have worked with children uh, in the schools, but and also I have worked in the marriage tribunal. The marriage tribunal um, in my in my city so work uh, works in the in the same place where the seminary is. So I remember my first year I was assistant in marriage tribunal, and oh uh, wow I learned a lot about different uh, you know marriage cases. Uh, this place is uh, for example uh, somebody wants to uh, null. To get an annulment. Uh, to get an annulment, uh, and uh, and this this place is for us. So, is uh, the place is going to investigate the situation of this case, and uh, and after that, this document is going to send to the Holy See, and after that, it's going to take a decision, and the person can be you know marriage again and to receive the sacrament again in the Catholic Church. Okay. So what I wore over there was like interpreter. So from Spanish to English, English to Spanish. Because in the city where the seminary is, there is a large Hispanic community. And they asked me to help them because I was the only one seminarian who speaks Spanish. Well, that's a great gift to the diocese uh, to be able to speak different languages and to walk with people, perhaps pursuing an annulment or that kind of thing. Maybe, Johander, we can transition to what classes are like. You talk about theology, mm-hmm. which, friends, is the study of God. Mm-hmm. And you talk about formation, the process to become a priest. Maybe you can give us some examples of some of the coursework that you've studied so far in the seminary and also some other courses that might come up in your further studies. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, yes, I, I am in theology, and one of the courses that I, that I have that I... <coughs> Just wait till he finishes his coffee. Uh, do, you, do you need water? You need water? Okay. So cut. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Can I cut it? Okay. One of the courses that you've taken. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the courses that I that I took was uh, Christology. Oh my goodness. It was For me, it was my favorite course last semester, last year, because it's about Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ since the very beginning. Uh, and it was amazing. And, and yes, courses like moral theology, uh, courses like scriptures, some very, very important to the formation, to the priesthood, uh, because I'm going to be a priest, so I need to study the Bible. So. Do you imagine guys, a, a priest, that don't know anything about the Bible? So it's uh, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> impossible. Yeah, and I'm so happy because in this coming semester, I'm going to I'm going to take a course named Mariology. It's about Mary. So I took Christology. Now it's Mary. So and I'm so happy. I'm so happy to this this course as well. So interesting to see that as you're studying to be a priest. I think the average person may think. 
all we study is how to say mass or the sacraments or the scriptures. But I'm so glad that you've also helped us to kind of understand about courses and even in psychology and coming yes. to know the human person as mm-hmm. well as the traditions of our church, church history. And we look forward to the mm-hmm. wisdom that the Holy Spirit will help you in the years ahead. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, I, I wanted just to add something. Is because um, the seminary divide um, the formation in four parts: the spiritual one, the academic, and the human, and the pastoral. So very important: four columns to prepare a candidate to the priesthood. This is very important. And and as you say, each of these pillars of formation or columns of formation mm-hmm. are vital to help a man and the church determine whether he's called to serve the church and God as a priest. And uh, it's so beautiful to see that you're halfway on your journey. I'm sure you're you're quite excited about that. I am so happy, yes. (laughs) Johander, maybe we can ask you to give some advice. Perhaps some of our listeners are thinking about a call to priesthood or religious life. What would you say to them to help them to hear the Lord's call or perhaps what advice you might give them to make that giant leap like you did so many years ago? Yes, one of the most important advice that I can give you guys, that for me is the most, the most important, is put everything in God's hands. Because all the time we are scared. Because when we are falling in love with that religious life, with the priesthood, uh, with following Jesus, we I know it's totally normal to feel to feel scared, but please put everything in God's hands because when you put everything in God's hands, everything is going to be fine. Because you know God is amazing, guys. God, God is the best person you can have in your life, in your heart, in all your being. That's so beautiful. Put everything in God's hands. Can mm-hmm. be a life motto for all of us, right? No matter mm-hmm. what our vocation is. Well, Johandra, I really appreciate you coming to speak to us. Thank you for helping us to come to understand what a seminarian is and what the life in the seminary is. I know I will continue to keep you in my prayers and each of us listening to this podcast to pray for Johandra and our other seminarians in our own diocese and throughout the world that other men and women will be like Mary to come forward to answer the call. So, Johander, we'll be praying for you. Please continue to keep us in your prayers, too, as we uh, journey with the Lord in this beautiful life that we call uh, life with Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Father Rico, for the invitation. I really enjoy, enjoy to share some of my experience with you and with, with all uh, people over here. So, and count on my prayers as well for your ministry, for your parish, for your staff. So count on my prayers. And thank you. Thank you so much for your prayers. I need them halfway. And yeah, hopefully soon, I'm going to be a priest of the Catholic Church. Please, God. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Friends, for God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.